Welcome, welcome, welcome to this, our very first episode of the reboot, revitalization, re-whatever you want to call it, episode of Memory Unlocked, uh, the show that gives us some space to talk about the suddenly rediscovered people, places, or things that have been stuffed into the corners of our minds for ages. I am one of your designated podcasters for today, uh, Mark Boucher. And first and foremost, before we get started with everything, I want to give a huge shout out to my fellow crewmates of the Good Morning Guys podcast. It's another show that I'm a part of uh, for allowing me to begin this show in the GMG universe and subsequently allow it to spread its wings and fly free on its own. Uh, I'm also very happy to welcome uh, the addition to the show in her debut in podcasting, (laughs) my lovely wife, Kristen. Hello. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Good, good. How's your How's your week been? Um, uneventful, which is always good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty pretty uneventful. Nothing too big there, which is always always a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. So so Kristen will actually be taking up a lot of our historical side of things. She'll be doing the research uh, of the different topics that we choose here on Memory Unlocked. Uh, as we unpack the facts and details behind each unlocked memory that we focus on. And so, of course, we are treating this, even though we've done some smaller episodes as a part of the GMG universe, uh, this is technically our our, our first episode, so we're going to treat it as such by giving some introductions. And so I'm going to go ahead and go first, because my wife has said I need to go first. (laughs) Um, So uh, it gives her an opportunity to figure out what she needs to talk about but um, (laughs) but uh, so I am Mark Boucher if you're not familiar um, I uh, am originally from uh, the great state of New Hampshire uh, are you sure it's not New England great state of New England oh yeah the the great state (laughs) of New England so my my father-in-law Kristen's dad uh, his 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 idea of the northeast and of of New England is kind of limited. He thought it was just one (laughs) big state uh, instead of it. There's 51 states now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, technically, there's like what? It would be 46, (laughs) 45 something states. I don't know. I'd have to count them off. So uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, uh, Maine, Massachusetts, uh, Connecticut, Rhode Island, so that's six. So oh, it'd be yeah. 44, 44, 44, uh, or forty-five I can't states, not... whatever. Um, in any case, yeah, he called it the great state <laughs> of New England when New England is very much a region. Uh, but yeah, I'm from New Hampshire, uh, born and raised there, um, but uh, moved back in 2006 to Virginia, uh, where I went to school. Here, I went to a place called Liberty University, and uh, that is where I met my lovely wife. Uh, back in 2014. Yes. Um, and uh, and then we got married in 2017, and we've been happily married ever since. So we still live here in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very much a nerd at heart, uh, very much into gaming and pop culture and all things nerdy, comic books, you know, you name it. Uh, if it's nerdy, I'm into it. Um, and I'm also a, a musician. Um I'm bivocational in addition to working a normal nine to five in an insurance company uh, in customer service. I am also a part-time worship pastor in a church. I've been at that church for almost seven years now. 
and I'm a singer-songwriter. Uh, do a lot of uh, songwriting for the local church as well. Uh, so that, I mean, that's basically me in a nutshell. It pretty much covers everything else. Oh, and we have a fur baby. His name is Cisco. Little Cisco. Who just celebrated his 10th birthday. He's a big 10. He's double um, digits. So yeah, that's that's pretty much me. So Kristen? Yes. Share a little bit about yourself. Uh, like you said, my name is Kristen. Obviously, the last name is Boucher. Um, I grew up in North Carolina. Um my, we're originally from Texas. My dad is from Texas, so my family was down there. Um, and then moved up to Virginia to go to college um, at Liberty University. And obviously, that's where we met, uh, Mark and I. Um, and then um, I am also a nerd. Um, I we like, bonded. Yes, we bonded. I also love music. I do not play an instrument because I do not have the attention span to learn an instrument, but I I can appreciate it from far away. Um, and I'm also one of those artsy farty people, crocheting, knitting, sewing, which is a new endeavor, um, and things like that. Uh, I also love trail walking. Um, you notice I missed off der- missed uh, the job portion of it. I currently don't have a job. Uh, I'm a full-time student to try to get a Master of Library Science degree at Louisiana State University. Uh, so I'm super excited about that. I'm finally finishing it. Started Woo-hoo! it years ago. <laughs> I started it so long ago and am now getting back into it. So super excited about that and nervous because writing papers eight years when you haven't done it is kind of nerve-wracking yeah there was a whole point in my life where like that's literally all i did was just, just write, write papers, papers and just... and do discussion board posts and all and the like hoity-toity graduate yeah. level writing stuff so yeah. learning like, how to get back into that is <laughs> kind of nerve-wracking but dude i felt so old <laughs> the other day because i went on to you know oh, we you live do. in the same uh, city as as the college we went to yeah. and so um I went on campus the other day and feel like, so feel so, I feel so old, like all, and then they're, they're just starting school. Like they're about, classes are about to start on Monday and I just yep. felt, oh my gosh, I just felt so <laughs> out of place and, and all watching all these young whippersnappers <laughs> trying to get acquainted with the, with the campus and everything was yeah ridiculous. And so I needed to get off campus as soon as possible, but, um, yeah. But yeah, so welcome to the podcasting world, and I'm sure that our listeners will absolutely embrace you with <laughs> open arms. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, now that we've uh, addressed all of those things and gotten introductions out of the way, we can uh, get started with our very first topic. Um, and so, um, again, if you're not very familiar with the idea of Memory Unlocked, um, there are moments in our lives where, you know, we come across a person, a place, a thing, something that triggers something in our minds um, that, you know, makes us think of something we haven't thought of in forever and and never knew was even still in the recesses of our mind. And so that is a memory unlocked moment. And so our, our first memory unlocked moment um, is actually brought to you by moi. And... So, uh, of course, if you've known me for more than five seconds, you know that I am very much a Batman fan. Mm. Um, what? Yeah, she's like, complete shock. <laughs> I <laughs> no. never knew this. When did this no. happen? Yeah. Um, and and so, um, 
you know, I was I was uh, reading a comic book or, or something like that, reading a Batman something, and just thinking about uh, the origin of Batman. And uh, the origin of Batman is very much tied into this particular character uh, that we're going to talk about. And uh, and I was sharing this with you earlier. Uh, the in, in the comics lore of Batman, on the night that Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered yeah. in the in the alleyway in Crime Alley, uh, they were actually going to see a particular movie, and that movie is uh, the I believe it's the Mark. I always get it confused. It's either the Mark or the Mask of Zorro, and and so that automatically brought me back to uh, a moment in my childhood. Um, now I don't know if you if you ever did this when you, when you were a kid, but basically. So when I was a kid, um, my parents bought me uh, a a costume, a Halloween costume that was very reminiscent. It was very like generic. I don't think it actually said Zorro on, <laughs> on the on the box. Just like a black, it, just like a black mask and just black clothes. Yeah, like, black mask. <laughs> I think it had I think it had the sombrero and and I had one of those like black shirts with like the really frilly edges oh, yeah. on the on the on and the like cuffs. pirate sleeves almost yes yeah it's basically like a pirate shirt um and i think i had a, a cape as well with and, a cape. Okay. <laughs> and and so i would uh get dressed up as as zorro when i was a kid zorro was one of my favorite uh favorite characters as a kid i was very much into like vigilante superheroes like fly by night kind of kind of people and um i would dress up in, in a zorro costume and jump off the furniture uh much to my parents chagrin <laughs> and i think i had a plastic sword too I'm so glad you don't do that now well you know <laughs> not that you know of but um but <laughs> i'll just come home tomorrow and you just got a towel wrapped around your neck and you say ah just jumping off yep, the couch. i'm doing it now <laughs> i'm doing it um, and especially I got a birthday coming up, so I'll yeah. do, what, do what I want on my no. birthday. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I would jump off of furniture and pretend to be Zorro all day long. Uh, so Zorro was one of my favorite, favorite characters as a kid. And so obviously, uh, he is the subject of our memory unlocked discussion. Out of the night when the full moon is bright. Comes a horseman known as Zorro. This bold renegade carves a Z with his blade, a Z that stands for Zorro. Zorro, the fox. So we're going to go into a little bit of history about uh, the character, about the creation of the character, the person who created the character, all that kind of stuff. So, Kristen, let us begin. Yes. Now, my first introduction to Zorro was the movie in the 2000s with Antonio Banderas. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. And Anthony and, Hopkins was Anthony, in it as yeah, well. Yeah. And, and Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah. Yep. That one. I have this is a vivid, that wasn't English. Vivid memory. <laughs> <laughs> vivid memory. Yeah, words are hard. <laughs> they are. Vivid memory of just Catherine Zeta Jones just walking out of this, like, just mine or something and have kids behind her. I don't know. Anyway, um, but that was my first introduction to Zorro. And I had no idea that he was, you know, 
created back in freaking 1919, over a yeah, hundred years ago. He's old. That's yeah, why, that's he's over a hundred years old. Yeah, inspiration to to the creation of Batman. Yeah. So yeah, he's created by uh, Johnston McCulley back in 1919, which is crazy. I don't know when was Batman created. Uh, 1939. He oh, he's older than Batman. Yes. That's great. Oh, well, he has to because he... Uh. Yeah, he anyway, is a huge, huge prime not influence that, for Batman. Yeah, I didn't realize he was that much older, but it was mostly in like uh, comic books and things like that. Um, Zorro was... There's no... Macaulay never went into the, act, the official inspirations for Zorro, but he... Is often associated Zorro is often associated with you know something Joaquin Murrieta. I'm sorry, I'm not. I probably butchered that, my bad. <laughs> but <laughs> um, Joaquin Murrieta appeared in a 1954 dime novel, um, but was also a real life bandit and robber in the time against any oppressors in the area that he lived. Um, I think like Mexican resistance and things like that. Yeah. Is old school, old school California. Like yeah, old before school. Before it became part of the U.S. Right, kind of, right. Kind of so just way back there. Um, now, Macaulay f- first started as like a pulp magazine writer. I learned a lot in this research session. Yeah. Uh, pulp magazines were like cheap fiction magazines. I think you said that they were written out of, they were written on wood pulp, which yeah. was the cheapest it's paper. Just cheap, cheap paper. Yeah. So that's why they call it pulp comics. It was like your cheap entertainment kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so he first started off that way, um, and then, as you can probably tell, you'll see a little bit later that he um, created so many other characters, or was one of them, but also um, characters like Black Star and Crimson Clown. Um, Black Star was a like a criminal mastermind, and Crimson Clown was the modern Robin Hood. Uh, so he was very Macaulay was very much the um, good guys against bad guys. Um, kind of the hero saves the day yeah. type of person. Um, and then uh, Macaulay um, did that, I mean, almost all throughout his life. Um, Zora really didn't lift off until like the 50s um, and things like that. Yeah. Um, that's when it was at its, its, its height. Um, and that was during the TV show that you had mentioned. Yep. The, um, the 1950s TV show mm-hmm. that, with that, that I watched as a child. Yeah. I just want to, it's funny, funny, uh, so Cully, he went by, or excuse me, McCully, McCully, he actually has like eight different pseudonyms that he, that, that he had. Oh yeah. He went by so many. I, I, I didn't want to list them off because there's a crap ton, but yeah, he went by a lot of different names. Well, guess what? I'm going to. (laughs) Wonderful. (laughs) Uh, So he went by Harrington Strong. Rally Bryan, George Drain, Monica Morton, Rowena Rayleigh, Frederick Phillips, Walter Pearson, and John Max Stone. I wonder why they do that. Why they they don't just go by their their names, uh, their n- names all the time in different stories they write. I never fully understood that because I think there's been a bunch of different authors that they, they yeah. go by pseudonyms. Because usually, like usually, it's it's women who go who have a pseudonym because. That uh, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. But for Homeboy to have like eight pseudonyms when he didn't, I, I don't think he really needed to. I don't know. Yeah, that, especially like with women back a long time ago, you know, they, they didn't get much credit as men did. No, yeah. So. Yeah. And he even, it, it sounds like some female names in there too. Yeah. So that was kind of, that was, that's kind of the opposite of <laughs> what I usually see for pseudonyms. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, 
But uh, Macaulay passed away in 1958, which is right when the TV show in the 50s was airing. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he got to see Zorro rise to the height that it did um, instead of just staying this, you know, n- not as well known um, yeah, there's, superhero. There's actually a picture online. If you if you look online, there's a picture of him and Guy Williams, who I'm sure you'll talk about in a moment, the actor yeah. who played Zorro yeah. in the 1950s television show, taking a picture together. Which is um, so cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, and and I'm sure uh, I'm sure he had some say in the TV show as well about yeah. like what happened. So that's it's nice. It's nice when writers who just created this whole character get to kind of have a say in it. Yep, absolutely. Um, but a little bit more about Zorro. Um, Zorro means fox, which is which is news to me. Um, the townspeople, me neither. <laughs> I've been to Mexico and I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> um, not very well. Um, now he got the name Zorro, at least in the comics, um, or this, his stories, but because the townspeople started calling him that because of his fox-like cunning and charm, mm-hmm. um, he was very much that guy. Like it, that's where kind of Bruce, Bruce Wayne versus Batman, like the, 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 um, charm of Bruce Wayne and cunning and things like that. Yeah. Um, kind of get that from, uh, Zorro's real name is Don Diego de la Vega. And is the son of a wealthy aristocrat. Now, this can change. Like, I didn't realize it changed from, like, comics to books. and but or So it's either a wealthy aristocrat or just a rich guy. Yeah. Like Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Macaulay, <laughs> Macaulay adapted it. And he was never really consistent with his no. stuff and his continuity. They like, just had money. That's like all lore, lore and continuity was just not a thing back no. then. They no. didn't care about it. Like, as long as they're, you know, making a good story and yeah. people are liking it, they didn't care yeah um but which is kind of which is kind of crazy because you think batman i was like all right no like they're rich he was just a wealthy guy and that then that's it but for zora it's like it's a he's an aristocrat he's a politician he's a just another really rich guy guy so it can change yeah yeah um now in every single iteration the mother has passed away yep and she was killed um Zoro uses um, acrobatics and sword skills and a bullwhip. Um, and he is usually much akin to Robin Hood, where yeah. he um, steals from the rich and gives to the poor, but in a like Mexican yep. context. Yeah, it's funny. Like yeah. most, most of these stories are set in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah. That's, it's, that's mostly <clears throat> where everything is set, is in Los Angeles. California. I was just thinking about like <laughs> trying to put Zorro today, like in Los Angeles. Like, there's there's Stick no like way. Like, <laughs> Zorro would probably be like uh, on, at the studios trying to fight for the 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 right. SAG AFTRA people, <laughs> right. the, the Screen Actors Guild people. Trying now to help I think them he more he more like he would he'd be more like Texas and New Mexico and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that's where he would be now. Yeah. <laughs> Not in California. Yeah. But this Los is Angeles. like this is like eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Uh, Definitely Los set in the eighteen hundreds. Yeah. Back when, you know, things like that were a big deal. When when your horse was your main your right. main ride of <laughs> mode of transportation. Yeah. Yeah. Um there I doing research on this again my only reference for Zorro was the movie so there have been 40 films made about the character um obviously the most familiar one to me is that one and 10 tv series so yours is the 1950s was not the only one yeah um there were 16 books a lot of comics uh or like pulp magazines uh, yeah 
about that. Um, there was a, a series announced by Disney back in 2022, but not exactly sure when that's actually going to happen, which is always fun. Uh, and there's actually 65 stage productions of Zora and many different audio dramas. Now, I remember in The Dark Knight, I think it was that, when they show he's at, like his, the Wayne family actually went to a theater for a play, yeah. not a movie. And yeah. I think that they were also watching Zorro. At least I think so. I don't... Uh, no, not The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight, they were watching an opera. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, they've, they oh, changed it. Like, you know, the 89 movie, they're watching some yeah. random movie called Footlight. <laughs> um, you know, like they, they change it constantly. But in the in the comic continuity, it's usually Zorro. Zorro like, uh, okay. But in like the animated series, instead of him seeing Zorro, it was their created character, the person they created, the Grey Ghost. Oh, okay. Um, that was you know what they were going to see when when yeah. this all happens um and it's so funny to me to watch the parallels from from zorro to batman yeah because even let's go back to the the 50s television show for yeah. a second um and and this is a consistent thing uh i think throughout a lot of the uh of the books and shows and things like that yeah so obviously you've got don diego de la vega um and then you've got uh his uh, trusted servant bernardo Mm-hmm. Um, yep. who is basically his Alfred. Was that what, um, who played that in the Zorro movie? Was that? You know, that is a great question. And, <laughs> and you would think I would have the answer to that. But uh, let one me thing you, one that. thing you have to know about us is that both of us are research people. If we don't know it, it bugs us until we do. That's why I get into library science and, and he's looking it up right now because we can't help it. Stall, stall for time, <laughs> stall for time. Uh, he was he was uh, played by Gene Sheldon. Mm, I don't know who that is. It's actually Bernardo but... is his most well known role. Oh, and and Bernardo is basically he's he's uh, he's mute, but oh. he's not deaf. Okay, he but, just can't talk. But he yeah. but he plays it off uh... like he can't here you also want to be something you are not very well you shall play the fool <laughs> you want to pretend you cannot hear even better you shall be the eyes and ears behind my back from now on you not only cannot speak you hear nothing bravo bernardo because that way he can be uh, don diego's eyes and ears in certain situations there's a lot of times, like, if you watch the television show, yeah. um, there's um, conversations, like, between the Commandante, who's the the big bad of, of the show, at least in the first season, yeah. and and um, uh, Garcia. Um, I, I want to say Captain Garcia. It's not Captain Garcia, is it, Captain? is it? Yeah, I think it's Captain. Is it Captain Garcia? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are conversations Sergeant, with... The, it's Sergeant. Sergeant. Sergeant, thank you. Sergeant, Sergeant Garcia, Garcia uh, where they're having conversations, and Bernardo is, like, tending to the... Uh, the carriage, the horse and carriage and stuff like that. And they think that he's, you know, just deaf and dumb and they're saying all these plans and he's hearing all of this. Um, and so uh, both Bernardo and Don Diego, they have to keep up this persona. Like he comes back from Spain. Usually in most times he's coming back yeah. from university in Spain. Yeah, he's always overseas. And and he's developed these skills. He's, you know, developed his sword, sword fighting skills, acrobatics, all that kind of stuff. But... 
to keep a low profile and throw people's suspicion off to him being Zorro, uh, Don Diego has to pretend to be like this this academic person who's like all head in the clouds and, and all into books and stuff like that and couldn't possibly be a this incredible so kind sword fighter. the opposite fighter. of Bruce Wayne. <laughs> well, Not no. the opposite, but Bruce Wayne is more of a charming you know real what you would think yeah. of as a rich guy but it but they're the same in the fact that there's a duality there oh and, yeah oh and, yeah 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 and he has to try to throw off people's suspicions yeah um and and also in the television show um the the household where um don diego's father lives yeah there's a series of Secret caves. tunnels and caves and yeah. stuff like that. Things we all wish we had in our house. Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> but sound sound familiar? It yeah, sounds exactly. kind of like a certain bat cave. Mm, and, maybe. Um, and, uh, and Don Diego has this uh, trusted horse named Tornado, which is basically his Batmobile. <laughs> Anytime he's, he's having to go from place to place, uh, he's usually on Tornado. Nice. Um, and he's this you know, beautiful black stallion. Um, yes. That, uh, I remember that from the movie. Yeah. Then like, I loved that horse. It was very pretty. So uh, Anthony Hopkins character yeah. in that movie, he is Don Diego. Yes. I was gonna. That's, that's, I was reading that when I did research for it. I didn't know. I didn't know the, the real name. I couldn't remember the real name of Zorro, um, but it's Alejandro. Yeah. Alejandro Marietta. Um, and he is basically brought up as the next Zorro in that movie. He kind of learns how to be Zorro and what all of that entails. So that was, I, there's, I really, really, really want to go watch that movie now. Yeah. Um, there's two movies. I think there's I two know, movies. Yeah. There's, um, the mask of Zorro and the legend of Zorro. Zorro. I loved both of them as a child. And that was, that was, um, one of the movies that I loved growing up as well. But yeah, in, in those movies, he's actually Alejandro, not uh, Don Diego. Don Diego is the guy yeah. who actually... He passes the mantle yeah. on. Yeah. Because uh, he's much older in that in that movie, played by, obviously, Anthony Hopkins. Great. Anthony um, Hopkins. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah. Now, about that Disney show um, that you had mentioned... Um, I see. I had never heard of this Disney show because I grew up on westerns, not yeah. on that. So that was never played on TMC. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So it was through 1957 to 1959, um, and Guy Williams played Zorro, as you mentioned, um, and the theme song, which you have kept singing over and over um <laughs> which will definitely be mentioned in this episode at some point we'll I... probably put a snippet of it in there yep um it's actually the theme song is actually sung by henry calvin who played the sergeant garcia that you mentioned earlier i had no idea <laughs> i had yep. no idea i mean there's he's got to be singing with other other guys because oh, yeah. it sounds like it's a whole like quartet kind of thing yeah very 50s but i love this song just because like it's so it's so spanish yes. obviously they were they knew the what they were going for in terms of a theme yeah uh, but just you know out of the night when the full moon is bright comes yeah. the horseman known as zorro love that and and then the very haunting sort of like zorro zorro very sort of like like mysterious kind of sounding zorro song yeah. and i had no idea 
that freaking Sergeant Garcia, the bumbling <laughs> idiot of a sergeant, is is singing in he had a good song. voice. He's got a voice on him. <laughs> well, I, I I know a, a little toast. Uh, Delgado played the guitar. Oh, si, Sam. With with your permission, of oh, course, Don Diego. Of course, of course. This is a song that that is very popular now down down at the inn. <laughs> Here's to a soldier of the king. So lift your glass to drink and lift your voice to sing. Here's to a soldier of the king. He's got a voice on him. So Henry Calvin, uh, he's actually... keep wanting to say Henry Cavill. Completely different person. <laughs> yeah, <come laughs> he's not Superman. <laughs> it is Henry Calvin, right? Yeah. Okay, there we go. I was I was making sure he's actually been in several other things as well. Um, I'm trying to see what it was I picked up. Well, anyways, um, he's he's been in other stuff. He was in other stuff in the fifties, um, but very very well known sort of bumbling character actor, um, Guy Williams. Uh, very very dashing character. He almost gave up entirely on on Hollywood. Uh, when he got the call to be Zorro, that and, always happens with iconic characters. Yeah, like you, like they either they save them from a dark place, or they almost completely gave up until they gave this one character. Like, um, I almost said Tony Stark. <laughs> no, <laughs> Robert Downey. Robert Jr. Downey Jr. He is Tony Stark. He who is. Are you kidding? Who am I kidding? But yeah, yeah, that kind of happened with him. He wasn't going to give up, but he had been rough stuff before then. Yep. But yep. He had that his demons. Happens. Yeah, that always happens. But yeah, Guy Williams, that is his most well-known role. And and in fact, when he passed away, yeah. they found him wearing the Zorro mask. What? What? Yeah. That's, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> like either that's creepy or endearing or he's living in the past. Yeah. I mean. I don't. Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was cute. I mean, it, it, it I just, th- you know, it's, it's. Wearing his Zorro mask. <laughs> Listen, that's what he's known for. Yeah, and it was probably the Zorro mask too. Mm. Like yeah, the one okay. he wore. That's fair. Um but yeah, uh Guy Williams does a fantastic job yeah. uh, as as Don Diego in this show. Um he is always even though there's like been 50 million different versions of of Zorro, he is the one that I always associate as as Zorro and he's, you know, very much a, a dashing type character and and can play different different types of roles i mean obviously it was a different time period and you know the way people acted back then you know in terms of of television shows and movies it's different from what we deal with now but yeah um for for his time period he was a fantastic actor but now that i've just had to do something i'm not very proud of i've convinced my father that i'm a spineless weakling but if i were to take open action as he wants to do his life would be in danger now i'm free to act alone you remember what I said this morning? If you're going to clothe yourself in the skin of the lion, put on that of the fox. Well, from now on, I shall be Zorro, the fox. I'm glad they got Hispanic actors to play them now. Because I... Antonio Banderas yeah, is obviously, I'm... and Catherine Zeta-Jones is obviously, but may, I don't know about Anthony Hopkins. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's not. <laughs> Probably not. But he's but... a very diverse oh, yeah. actor. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's been able to play a lot of different act- uh, act- uh, acting roles. Um, but yeah, especially with Antonio Banderas and, and Catherine Zeta-Jones, but most of the people in the TV show were probably not 
No, like um, uh, Guy Williams is actually like uh, I think he's Italian, uh, <laughs> and very he far. grew up in in New York City. Very, very far from probably around a lot of Hispanics, maybe. Yeah, but yeah. very far from that. <laughs> yeah, but you know, Times, whole different time period. Whole back different, then. yeah, like seventy years ago. Yeah, seventy years ago. Very yeah. long time. Long, long, long time yeah. ago. But the um, right now. Um, there's a couple of things. Obviously, I mentioned the uh, the TV show for Zorro by Disney. Um, there's also a video game coming out that came out in 2022 called Zorro the Chronicles. Um, so didn't know that. That was no, that I was didn't know advertised that advertised very well. Um, but yeah, he's still he's still very Zorro's very still much loved. Um, about 105 years old. Can I count? 104. 104. Yeah. 104 years old. Math um, is hard. Yeah, math is very Just hard. Just like words are hard. Yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. Still looked at as ones who, as one who fights for the unfortunate. Um, <clears throat> and that's what he came off as when I was a kid. Yeah. In that movie. Um, one who you want to root for. One who, you know, um, kind of like a modern day Robin Hood, but without the, many, many times without the stealing part. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely one to look up to um, by anybody. Um, I wish they would do like a modern Zorro, like a modern Zorro movie. Cause you had, and have like, I would love to have Ant- Antonio Banderas oh. pass the mantle on to another. Oh, person. I would love that. I yeah. would love that. And he's said in interviews as such, like he <gasps> would, he would absolutely, if they it's called so, him back to he was do that, so great in that, he would pass the mantle on. Now, who do you think should take over the mantle of Zorro in terms of an actor? <sighs> I don't know that they have, they have to be Hispanic. That's, yeah. So this is this is the thing, and what's one of the things that I have? I don't know who I could see, because like Hollywood is sometimes really good at putting people on that I did not even see. Robert Pattinson being Batman is one of them, and they just do a really good job. But I don't know. I can't tell who I would. So I, I think. <laughs> what do you think? The go-to would always be. Um... And of course, I when I go to say it, I completely <laughs> blank on his name. He's been saying words are hard. Damn it! I hate it when I do this. Oh, what is his name? Um, uh, Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah, yeah. Although he's a little bit more of a, a comedy actor, but uh, he he does no. serious roles. Yeah. He does serious yeah, roles. What are you talking about? He does serious but, roles. I don't know. At the same time, he might be a little too old for it. That's what I was thinking too. You want someone who's like a twenty-something. I don't know that many 20-something Hispanic actors. I'm going to be really serious with you right now. I, I feel bad, but I don't know any of them. Um, there's that the one guy that's from from Hamilton that was just recently in the mm. in the transform the newest Transformers movie. I have not seen that movie. Uh, what is his name? I really wanted to see that movie. Anthony Ramos. Nope. I have no idea who that is. Okay. Yeah, if you saw a picture of him, you'd probably probably you'd probably yeah. know. He was in Hamilton. He played uh I believe he was Hamilton's son. Uh oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, now I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I could yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But yeah, that would be amazing. Like a twenty twenty three Zorro movie. Yeah. Like still set in the eighteen hundreds or maybe even early nineteen hundreds or something like that. Just it would still have to so be old great. enough to where riding around on horses would True. make sense. So no, so no cars. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. 
We'd have to, yeah, I think that would be really cool. Well, there you have it, listeners. Yeah. Uh, it's a little bit of history on the dashing sword fighting fox known as Zoro. Uh, if you like what you've heard uh, and uh, you want to keep smashing that old nostalgia button with us, uh, you can uh, go ahead and follow us on our social media Please uh, do. channels there. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and the social media site formerly known as Twitter, known <laughs> X. as X. Uh, <laughs> and the at, other letters of the alphabet. <laughs> and you can find us at Mem Unlocked Pod, because I couldn't get the full memory unlocked. <laughs> so it's Mem, M-E-M, Unlocked Pod. You can find us both uh, in both places there. Um, and, uh, we are also on Facebook as well. Uh, we are going to, uh, I'm going to be getting a link tree, uh, linked together. So, uh, we'll share that so you can find all our socials there. Um, and, uh, of course we'll be looking into things like, uh, Patreon and discord and, and things like that, um, to be able to further engage with you listeners in the future. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, we'll be looking into how well you guys, you know, you respond to uh, what we're doing, if you like what you hear. Um, but uh, obviously, give us a follow at those places, and we would greatly appreciate it. Definitely. And we're also going to be covering a lot of a wide variety of topics, because memories all the time are being unlocked. So um, I mean, movies, comic books, TV shows, random little things. Yeah. So we, run the, we run the gamut here. We run the gamut, yeah. So strap in and have fun. And also, listeners, we will be asking you from yes. now on um, if you have any sort of memory unlocked moments of your own. Because we can't be the only one. No, of course <laughs> not. There's got to be one. plenty of uh, people who have those moments where they have the big pop and yeah. a huge childhood memory or distant memory occurs and uh, they want to talk about it so we are giving you the opportunity to do that so you can share on our social media channels uh what those memories are and we may talk about it yeah in a future episode yeah looking S forward to researching it yes absolutely so on behalf of Kristen, yes and myself congratulations you've just experienced a memory, memory. unlocked, unlocked.